the name of Jesus, amen. Dear friends in Christ, our Lenten hymn has these words in there. O sacred head now wounded, with grief and shame weighed down. Shame. Shame is something that we know all too well in this world, isn't it? When I was in high school at Lincoln Lutheran, I was made to read the novel, The Scarlet Letter. It's a novel all about shame. The basic premise compares two people living in an early American Puritan village. One a woman named Hester Prynne, and the other a man. Reverend Dimsdale. Those two people had committed adultery together. And Hester had been caught because she had conceived a child. She was put on trial. And as a result of her sin, she was forced to spend the rest of her life with a red letter A emblazoned on the front of all her clothing so that everyone would know her shame. At the same time, she refused to reveal who the man was that fathered her child. And so it is that Reverend Dimsdale was just as guilty of sin, kept his sin hidden. The shame was internal. No one could see it, and over the years, it slowly consumed him from within. Shame. Both of them felt shame. Both of them felt grief. Both felt guilt. And both faced the consequences of sin in this world. And we can see ourselves in both of those people. Imagine that your shame was public. Imagine that all your sin was well known by the people of town. Imagine if they knew the thoughts that were in your mind, if they knew how you behaved when no one else was around. Imagine if your church friends knew what you did with your work friends or your bar friends. Imagine if your spouse knew the lust that you so often felt. Life would be miserable if your shame was public. If all knew our shame, we'd be all too aware what their sideways glances meant. We'd be watching for every smirk of our neighbor, every giggle from the person sitting down the pew. 
if our shame was public, who knows what we'd do? The reality is, is that in some ways our shame is physically visible, isn't it? Like the scarlet letter of Hester Prynne, our shame is shown in our face when particular topics are talked about. Our shame is shown as gray hairs and bags under our eyes appear as we continue to face challenges day after day. Our shame is shown as we feel uncomfortable around those who we've sinned against. In this modern age with Facebook and Twitter, where the whole world is at your fingertips, shame is easy to be revealed. In fact, society wants it to be revealed. Society wants some shame to be celebrated and wants to castigate others. The world wants your sin to be public so that it can judge you, so that it can, 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 can condemn you, so that it can make someone else feel self-righteous. Our world wants your sin to be known so that it can be used to destroy the powerful, to crush the weak. The world wants your sin to be known so that it can push an agenda. Shame. The world wants to know your shame. And that's why so often we act like Reverend Dimsdale of the Scarlet Letter and hide our shame within. We lock up our sin deep within ourselves, hiding it away where no one can find it. Except for us, that is. We carry the guilt. It's still there every day, isn't it? It weighs us down, it burdens us, and yet we still try to put on the happy face. We know we've done wrong. We've done the worst things, even if we haven't gotten caught. We know the adultery, the gossip, the theft, and all the rest. We know how we've despised God, how we've misused his name in anger, how we've cursed the people around us, especially those who seem to have it all together, that we're all the same. We all have sinned, even if it doesn't show. We all have shame, shame from sin. You feel it. 
We all do. That's why we hide it away. That's why we don't confess it. We're afraid of it. We're afraid that if someone else found out, we might lose our job. We might be sued and lose our savings. That our parents might write us out of the will. We're afraid that if our sin was known, we'd have to move towns. We're afraid the world would know what a hypocrite we are, saying one thing and doing another. We're afraid of our shame. Which is why we try our best to hide it. And so we're consumed from within. On the outside, we look like beautiful whitewashed tombs, but on the inside we are dead with guilt, with shame, with sin, with sorrow. And it weighs us down, and it kills us in the end. Our shame is too big for us to bear. So you see, dear Christian, it doesn't matter if your shame is known or hidden. It hurts us all the same. The consequence is the same across the board. God says sinners must die because there is no sin hidden from him. He knows it all. He's just. It must be punished. That's why we pray the words of our introit. Remember your mercy, O Lord. Remember your steadfast love. For they have been from of old. Redeem me, O God, from all my troubles. According to your steadfast love, remember me. Pardon my guilt, for it is great. Let me not be put to shame. Save me from all my sins. For of myself I have no strength. Dear Christian, God hears your prayer. And he answers your prayer. While we were still sinners, God sent Jesus for us to forgive us, to do something about our shame and our guilt. He sends his word to bring our sin to light so that we are aware that he knows who we are, that he knows our shame. And then God does something a miracle and amazing. He sends his son to die 
for your sin. All the shame that you carry, hidden inside, Jesus takes upon his shoulders in the waters of baptism. All the shame that your friends and family and neighbors know about because of your sin, Jesus takes upon himself. Your shame becomes his shame. Your guilt becomes his guilt. Your trespasses are counted against him. Your sin is his sin now. Your grief he bears. Christ Jesus, in fact, becomes the biggest sinner of all time, not with his wrongdoing, not with his guilt, but all with ours. And carrying our guilt, our shame, and our sin, he comes to die. Being shamefully weighed down with what we hide away, he goes to the cross. What we have earned, he pays. For what we've done wrong, his sentence is declared. Death, even death upon a cross. And Christ goes to face it for you unflinchingly. He bleeds, he dies, all of it for you and for your sin. O sacred head now wounded, with our grief, with our shame weighed down. For us, God became despised and gory, with our shame visible in his bleeding body with our guilt on display as he hangs naked and dying upon a cross. Our shame, his glory. His glory, yes, because on that cross our sin died with him. How pale was he with anguish, with sore abuse and scorn. How doth his face now languish, which once was bright as morn. Grim death with cruel rigor. That's what happens to Jesus. So that we have peace with God. Our sin dies with him. Our shame dies with him. Our sorrow, our guilt, all of it gone when Jesus died. And even when he rose again, our guilt still stayed dead. And it will forever. Jesus rose, but our sin stayed dead. He signifies in his resurrection that we shall rise as well. That we shall live forever. Your shame cannot be displayed upon you anymore because his blood covers it. It's been destroyed in the death of Jesus. You need not hide it away inside any longer. Christ has taken it away. You're free to confess it 
without fear, to expunge it from your body so that Christ might speak words of absolution to you upon your guilt through the mouth of a pastor. I forgive you all your sin in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit. Words of peace. Dear Christian, no longer are you a slave to grief, to shame, to sorrow, to guilt. In Christ, when people look at you, all they see is his forgiveness. Don't bury your guilt away. Christ already paid the price. You're free. Free to live a life to the glory of God, free to live a life keeping and rejoicing in his word, free to love your neighbors and love your God, free to live without fear. To you, O oh Lord, we lift up our souls. We joy to call you thine. In you we trust. Let that trust not be put to shame. Our shame was born by you, after all, covered by your blood forever. In the name of Jesus, amen. And now may the peace of God, which far surpasses all human understanding, keep your hearts and minds in Christ Jesus our Lord. Amen.